This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, March 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Key Democrat pushes ag labor bill. Trump threatens EU on trade. China needs chicken. And GOP targets Green New Deal. Mnuchin's support sought for ag labor bill. There is a new sign that House Democrats are serious about addressing agriculture labor needs. During a House Ways and Means Committee hearing Thursday, met with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, a key farm district Democrat expressed confidence the House would pass an ag labor bill and appeal for help in getting President Donald Trump's support. An ag labor bill will be coming to the administration, hopefully. It's going to come out of the House, hopefully get through the Senate, and I would hope that you would be an advocate to outweigh the anti-immigration reform elements in this administration. That the word of Representative Jimmy Panetta, a Democrat who represents California's Salinas Valley. Panetta didn't get a comment from Mnuchin. I don't know the specifics of your bill, but I am an advocate for immigration reform. This is an issue we need to address, not only for farmers, but for skilled people as well, Mnuchin said. Now keep in mind, we reported recently that the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee on Immigration, Zoe Lofgren of California, has indicated she wants to move a standalone ag labor bill, potentially this spring, that would include guest worker needs as well as offering legal status to undocumented workers. Trump threatens more tariffs on EU. Trump yesterday raised the stakes of a U.S.-EU stalemate in trade talks, threatening to tariff a lot of their products coming in and warning that if they don't talk to us, we're going to do something that's going to be pretty severe economically. The U.S. already levies tariffs on European steel and aluminum, but the two sides agreed last summer that the EU would be exempt from auto tariffs that the U.S. is considering, so long as they are negotiations toward a free trade pact. But tempers have flared on both sides as the U.S. demands that agricultural trade barriers be included in the talks. The EU has steadfastly refused, saying the talk should only cover industrial goods. In the meantime, lawmakers are demanding ag negotiations. A growing number of U.S. lawmakers are warning that Congress would not approve any trade pact that does not address European barriers to U.S. farm commodities. Yesterday, 114 House members signed a letter to U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer urging him to insist that agriculture be included in the trade talks. As you know, agriculture is the source of a great number of trade barriers and irritants in the U.S.-EU trading relationship, the lawmakers wrote. Thus, an agreement with the EU that does not address trade in agriculture would be, in our eyes, unacceptable. China hungers for more chicken. China appears to be on the cusp of lifting its ban on U.S. chicken, and if that happens, it could be a major boon for U.S. exporters. China's domestic production is now expected to drop by 8% this year, just as demand is rising thanks to the outbreak of African swine fever spurring a rising consumer preference for poultry that, according to the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service, that's spurring imports, but not of the U.S., because of the Chinese ban. 
The FAS said, due to unmet domestic demand, 2019 Chinese imports will grow by 32% to 450,000 metric tons, with the growth coming primarily from Brazil, Thailand, Poland, and Russia. Lighthizer suggested this week China has all but promised to lift its ban as a part of an overall trade agreement with the U.S., but such a deal is still not a certainty. Senators push for China biotech reform. More than three dozen senators are pressing Lighthizer to make sure a trade deal with China reforms its biotech approval process. Biotech traits allow farmers to overcome adverse weather, use less fertilizer and pesticides, but often seed companies are forced to wait for years while they go through China's opaque and burdensome approval process, the senators say in a letter to President Trump. China keeps up U.S. purchases. China's buying U.S. agriculture commodities despite the trade war and tariffs on just about every product. There's been a lot of fanfare over China agreeing to buy soybeans as a sort of goodwill gesture during the talks. But USDA data shows the Chinese are also importing sorghum, cotton, and pork. New USDA data shows in the first week of March there were sales of 166,100 bales of cotton for the current marketing year and 19,000 bales for the 1920 year. Also, USDA reported sales of 23,800 metric tons of pork to China for the same time period. The National Pork Producers Council isn't yet rejoicing. They say the current trade dispute that drove the value of U.S. pork exports to China down 21% last year, according to a spokesman. Green New Deal and disaster aid face Senate. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has teed up a debate on the Green New Deal resolution after the Senate returns from next week's recess. And Senate Appropriations Chairman Richard Shelby of Alabama says the Senate also could take up a long-delayed disaster aid package for damage from the 2018 hurricanes and wildfires. Speaking of the Green New Deal, top House Committee Republicans, including Mike Conaway on agriculture, signed a joint letter appealing to Democratic leaders to hold hearings on the resolution. The resolution's proposals are sweeping and will impact nearly every aspect of American life, according to the Republicans. Now keep in mind, some 47% of Democratic congressional aides surveyed by CQ Roll Call says the Green New Deal will hurt their candidates in 2020. Only 34% said it would help. Comment time on wolf delisting. Today kicks off the comment period on the Fish and Wildlife Service proposal to delist the gray wolf in the lower 48 states. But the battle lines are clear already. That's because the issue of federal protection for the wolf has been in the public eye for so long. Virtually all the players in the debate have well-staked-out positions. The 72-member Congressional Western Caucus issued statements from its members applauding that proposal. Without an effective method of managing the species in place, the gray wolf possesses a threat to livestock as well as other native species' habitat. That according to Representative Scott Tipton of Colorado. If the wolf is delisted, states would have primary authority for managing it. But Western Watershed Project's Executive Director Eric Malver said, In the few states where wolves are unprotected by the Endangered Species Act, they face deliberate and often unregulated poisoning, trapping, shooting, aerial gunning, and harassment. 
Here's today's He Said It. I have to acknowledge I love to eat meat. That Jack Gillis, CEO of the Consumer Federation of America, during a survey of the audience dietary preferences at CFA's annual food policy conference. There were relatively few vegans or vegetarians in the crowd. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, March 15th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.